and welcome to Watch Point Radio, Match Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, and I'm here with Jason Bond. What's going on? And also here with Mikey Kenny. Hey. <laughs> wow, you sound so enthusiastic. That's just his thing, though. I don't think I've ever had a podcast where I say, hey, it's Mikey Kenny. And he's like, hey, how you doing? He's just like, hey. Like, Well, <laughs> when I don't get mowed down by tracers in one day... I'll I'll have a good day. Until then. Oh. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> Tracer's ruining his life. Really is today. Today was a bad Tracer day for me. <laughs> All right. I mean, we've had those. Actually, I had a bad Tracer day, like, yesterday. So, I get it. Uh, but this is episode 5.5, not episode 6. I didn't want to call it episode 6 because we're this episode is really about the overflow it's the overflow episode from the last show that we did that lasted for two hours, partially because me and Mikey got into an argument about May, but also because <laughs> there was a lot to cover. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of stuff to cover in that podcast. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I like how Jason just sat there and was like, I'm just going to watch. I'm going to listen to how these guys are just Oh, oh, I was chuckling the whole time. If there, if there, if there was a camera on me, it just would have been a, a, a just a view of me looking left, looking right, looking left, chuckling a little bit, looking right, chuckling. You know, that's dude sort of wanted to nerf my waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because your waifu uh, but, is trash. If she's trash, yeah. then why nerf her? We're good. There we go. Done. <laughs> I just think she needs some adjustments. We're not. Ha- this is not happening again. This episode. This is almost, not happening again. I almost baited it. I almost baited it again. This is not happening. It's very easy. Like you might, Mikey knows me. It's very easy to get me riled up about certain things. That's one of the things that, that presses my buttons. But uh, not today. It's a not in episode five point five. <laughs> not episode five point five. We're gonna finish talking about the stuff that we we're gonna talk yep. about last week, and a couple of other things. But just for reference, we are recording this on April third. We're looking to get this out on April fourth, and I believe there may be new patches on April fifth, uh, from what I've been saying. So uh, hopefully, you guys can listen to this before then. But then we'll be back the week after that with episode six proper but let's go ahead and get into it the first thing we want to talk about was this interview that jeff kaplan had it was uh it wasn't really a podcast it was an interview that i guess somebody actually got to go to blizzard hq and talk to jeff kaplan because when he was talking about the uh he was talking about a certain team and he says, yeah, they're right on the, on this wall over here so i was like super jelly that somebody got to go to blizzard hq just talk to Jeff Kaplan. I'm like, what the F? Yeah, I know, right? Why not me? Why not me? Why God? Why do you hate me? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> what have I done to scorn you? But, um, yeah, so Jeff Kaplan had a pretty interesting interview. There's a couple things that I pulled out from it, uh, and we will we'll put the link into the show notes. Uh, but one thing he, that he pulled out or they said that I thought was interesting is that console and PC will be, will be balanced separately. And I think that is extremely important and something that that's really hard to do. I think, well, one, it's hard to do. I mean, one, I think you have to have two teams or they probably have multiple teams working on each version. They probably have a team working on the Xbox version, the PS4 version and the, uh, and the, 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 the PC version. So, you know, I think this is very important. This is going to be a key element to Overwatch's success because, um, you know, 
one of my friends, he's very interested in playing Overwatch. He's very interested in playing Overwatch. But one thing I keep saying to him is, I just don't know how certain characters are going to translate. Like, how do you translate Tracer to console? She, oh, she, it's a, it's a double-edged sword with her. One, she's going to be tough to control. And two, she's going to be tough to kill. It's on a console. She is going to be deadly. Whoever, from what, who, and this is a, this is me coming from me not having played the console version. But I think whoever masters Tracer is going to be a really, really, really difficult person to kill in the console version. So how do you control that? And it's good to know that Blizzard is actually going to, they're going, they would nerf, they'll probably nerf certain things on Tracer on the console that they would not nerf on the PC. And I think that's wonderful. To be honest with you, I think that's perfectly wonderful, uh, but it is going to be a lot of work on their end. But there, it looks like they're already ready to to go with that. You know, uh, the console people—they don't know the blessing of having Blizzard make games for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a company that actually cares about whether you like the well, game or I not. I mean, what's funny is you say that, but I mean, Diablo three came out on console afterwards, and people say Diablo three feels almost better on console than it did on PC. Oh, absolutely. I, I hear that all over the place, that it feels better on console than it on PC. But then again, remember, they did make additional adjustments to Diablo after the the uh, the um, console version. That's very true. The console version was made with those uh, changes in mind, and then they made additional uh, changes to the PC version. So, you know, they don't get me wrong, Blizzard definitely had their missteps, one being Diablo. Diablo 3's <laughs> launch was a huge misstep. But think about that. that Diablo 3's launch was a huge misstep, and look where it is now. People, like, like don't get me wrong, people still have their problems with it to a, to a degree, but it, it is, it, the light shed on it right. is uh, much better than it with it on launch. And that's tough to do. Mm-hmm. Like, think, think of how many games came out and had a terrible launch, and then just died because they had a terrible launch. One Almost game that really comes, <laughs> one game that really comes to my mind when I think of that is Brink. Do you guys remember? Oh Brink? God, I used to love Brink. I don't think yes. I played that. Oh, that was such a good game. Brink but was an amazing game, but like it only got good like later on. A month after it came out. Yeah. A month after it came out is when it was actually working well, and it was an amazing game. So. Uh, for those who don't know, Brink was a who made Brink? Bethesda. No, it Bethesda was it was Respawn. No, no, no. It was, it wasn't it was Respawn. hold on. Was it, it was Bethesda. I remember, I remember the bouncing block. I'm looking it was up Bethesda. Right now. Definitely was Bethesda. It was yeah, Bethesda. But there was who was Splash Damage. Splash Damage. Yes. Bethesda published so Bethesda, Splash Damage developed. Yeah, so Bethesda makes this this shooter, and from a mechanics perspective, it was awesome. And from a level design perspective, a weapons perspective, a shooting perspective, it was an awesome game. But they had major, major problems with the servers. Major problems with yep. servers, making the game... Ba- and they had some performance issues, which basically made the game unplayable. The game died like two weeks after it came out. However, the team fixed it and then offered a free weekend on Steam. That's how I got involved in it. Offered a free weekend on Steam. The game was awesome. I bought it that weekend, but guess what? A whole bunch of people did not. And like basically, the game just did not have enough... Um, it just didn't have enough people playing it, and then the game died shortly after which that, is, which was sad. Yeah, I love that free motion running 
combat too. And a shooter. So good. Oh god, it was so good. So good. So good. And then it died. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But think about that. Games like that, you can have a good game that has a terrible launch and it'll die. But Blizzard was able to actually negate that. Well, to be fair, you know, with Diablo three. Also, just to be fair, I mean, we're talking about a Di- Diablo here. This like. It's got the name recognition to back it up, so it wasn't like a new IP that was that was coming out. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But back on point, I I, I didn't mean to really start. Uh, <laughs> I do, I have that Brank. effect on you. I just do that to you. <laughs> well, it, it was anytime somebody talks about Brank, I get a little teary eyed about it. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the whole console PC being balanced separately, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, I'm trying to think of other characters besides Tracer that would really benefit from being uh, balanced differently on console than PC. Maybe, maybe Farrah with the with the console controls. Uh, Genji probably. Anyone who's got like different kind of mobility, I think you're gonna have to tweak a little here and there. That's true. Anybody who has like a lot of mobility, I think you're actually going to have to nerf them on console. Like you're looking at mainly nerfs, because I mean, or I mean, there could be a lot of aim assist on console. Who knows? That's true. I mean, aim assist is a real thing to think about when it comes to console. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Anybody with mobility really is going to have to. Uh, they're really going to be, there's going to be a lot of changes for them because it's just difficult for console players, not for console players, but just be in general because of having uh, a controller. You you can't move as freely. Now see, I don't play as, console games that much, you know, when it comes to shooters, especially because I can't imagine playing a shooter on anything other than a PC. Oh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's always odd when, you know, you talk about balancing for consoles compared to PC. No, go well, I mean, it is totally possible to balance a shooter for a console. Look at Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Bungie, one thing that nobody can ever take away from Destiny is how well it controls for a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. No one can ever take that away from Destiny. You know, I feel um, almost the same. Well, it's Well, it's not a competitive shooter, but, like, the way, like... How guns play in Borderlands. I think Gearbox does an okay job at like a little bit of the gunplay for consoles. I never played it on consoles. So oh, okay. PC only for Borderlands. I I had friends that had it for PC and I had friends that had it for console, so I bought it on both. <laughs> gotcha. No, don't get me wrong. For games long, for long games like that. For, here's the thing: I can't sit in front of a console for hours at a time. Really? I mean, really? no, I can't. Like, I can sit in front of a PC. For, for days. I guess for a PC for a long, long period of time. But when it comes to a console, I eventually need to get up and go do something. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what, what it is about it. So that's why I never got into Borderlands or, or really long um, FPS or games in general on console. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's move on to another point uh, from his interview. Um, they are interested in allowing player created content. But Jeff Kaplan already said he set the expectation. They are not there yet. They're nowhere close. It's just the idea. They like the idea of player-created content, but they have no way. One, they have no way for you to get into the game, and two, they have no way for you. To, they have no tools for you to create it. Right. Like that's gonna come like way later down the road. Yeah, that way later. Like, yeah, it's 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 good to know that they like it, and it's definitely possible. I mean, look at. Even on console, it's possible. Look at uh, Doom, perfect example. From I think from day one, 
they wanted players to be able to create their own content in Doom. That's why they spent a lot of time making the uh, the level tools they did for Doom. Yeah, those level tools do look really kind of cool too, especially from a console point of view. When like console, you would never be able to get your hands on something like that outside of like maybe one of the old Far Cries and their map editors. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh my god. You know. And- and that's not like a that's not like a light thing to do either. Making tools for people to use to make content that is pretty difficult. Yeah, because you have to make and, it unbreakable. Well, there's that, but on top of that, like the tools team for Overwatch, uh, which actually Jeff Kaplan does reference in this in this interview. Uh, you know, they're used to making tools for programmers for people who know how to do graphics arts, like you know stuff like that. So now, if you tell that same team, well, now you got to make tools for dumbass number one and <laughs> dumbass number two. You know, <laughs> that's that's a whole different. Uh, they need to be able to point, uh, click, right and hit A and left and right trigger through their options and etc. 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 Yeah, oh, man, it, not doing that on a PC just seems like so much work. Well, we'll see how it works it's for not, Doom. It's not that bad. And my only references, there's several references I have for one Tony Hawk making your own skate parks in Tony Hawk was amazing but then like let's say something more shooter related you know halo you can you have that uh, is the theater mode or the forge yeah where you can make your own stuff and people do make pretty good stuff in that far one of the early far cry games had a map editor too but i can't remember it very clearly on like how good it was right yeah so like i mean they uh it's definitely possible and it's totally Totally possible. I mean, I understand that consoles are a foreign concept to you, but you don't need to be <laughs> console phobic over there. <laughs> you know, I just made a new word. <laughs> Trademark, mash those buttons. No, I'm joking. But, um, no, yeah. he's not. He's yeah, gonna, he like, literally is going to go copyright that immediately after he records this. <laughs> uh, let's move on to another point. Um, they are not interested or not too interested in putting stats in games. Now, like, when I say stats, they mean stats like damage stats. How much damage does this, you know, specific attack do? Uh, you know, how fast does this character move? You know, stuff like that. They're not too interested in putting those uh, stats in the game uh, because, you know, according to Jeff Kaplan, most players won't care, which is true. Um, they're not, I mean, he said he wouldn't mind putting in a spreadsheet though, which I'm like, okay, fine, please do that. Please give out official stats and I, put them in the spreadsheets. I okay, don't, go ahead, Mike. I don't, uh, it just gives people ammo to bitch about. Like it, it just, it, it'll validate it. It'll somehow validate some whiny person's reason about why they lose so hard to this one hero, but heaven forbid you just switch your hero out and then you have an advantage. I don't, I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, you're going to run into you're going to run into that, but you're also going to run into the fact that somebody's going to say, "Well, this person puts out X amount of damage. You have to have this one particular hero, you know, to to in order to be effective." And it's going to rule out, I think, a little bit of playing what you want to play, you know, because you're good at it. Well, that's that's that person's loss. Like, yes, there will be conversations like that, but then there will also be conversations from people who know what they're doing, saying why you are wrong. This is why you are wrong about X, Y, Z. Right now. Now, from an average person's perspective, I can understand that they don't care about those stats. The reason the stats are important um, is for mainly for competition. Mainly for competition. Like, stats matter. Like, knowing that information, knowing that, you know, this character 
has 250 health, your attack does this much health per per hit, you know. Mm-hmm. This is how many times you need to hit this guy in order to kill him. That matters. And uh, I guess an example, the best example I can use is Unreal Tournament, because a lot of games, uh, the damage on your gun varies. Like, let's say Counter-Strike. The damage on your gun will vary based on where you hit, uh, were you moving, were you not moving, do you have this on it, like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the, in a lot of games, va- uh, damage varies. Um, in Unreal Tournament, damage on your weapon really didn't vary. You know, all minigun hits, every single hit with a minigun, no matter how far away you were or how close you were, were always 7 damage. Uh, the lightning gun did 70 damage, and you had 100 health. So you could say 70% damage, but if you got the keg, now you have 150 health. So it's a little different, you know? So um, you could say that, you know, the, the, the LG had, or the lightning gun had, seven, did 70 damage, unless you hit somebody in the head, then it did 100 damage. Well, that changes, like, when I'm playing a 1v1 versus somebody in Unreal, that cha- instead of me trying to just kill them, like, you know, let's say um, somebody's coming to me, they have full health, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of me just trying to pull out, let's say, my pulse rifle and hitting them until they die, I now know that... If I hit them with the LG one time, it's a good idea to switch over to the minigun and only uh, was that that means I only have to hit them like uh, what six more times and then they die with a minigun versus hitting with the LG once and then trying to hit them with the LG again, which is difficult. You know, you can change like you can, it, it changes the way you play. It can, you can have like a strategy uh, and you can formulate strategies quickly knowing stats or of certain characters. You know, that that's why I think it's important. That's why I think it's uh, it needs the information needs to be out there. But whether or not Jeff Kaplan or the Overwatch team put it out there or not, I think the 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 info is going to get out there anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so but I just it would be nice to have it from an official source that this is how much damage Tracer does. You know, per hit, this is how much damage her bullets do, and it tells you a lot. Um, now. I don't know what the mod situation is going to be like for Overwatch, uh, if there's going to be a mod situation at all, but like, you know, it's not uncommon in arena shooters to have hit sounds. And that just, if, if there are hit sounds ever included in this game, that's just that m- much more reason for us to have damage stats and stuff like that. Right. Which was, was pretty cool, you know. Um, but... Moving on to the hit, like one of the next points, and don't get me wrong, this is not everything he talked about in the interviews and stuff I thought was most interesting, is that mm-hmm. PvE or single player is not in scope at the moment. So, no time soon should we expect any type of announcement for a single player, which I don't think most people were expecting. Nobody was really expecting it, but they were just hoping for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, maybe sometime in the future they'll do some type of single player. Oh shit! Maybe they'll do their own game. Like you know, it might be like a uh, its own game where you know you have Overwatch, you know, uh, single player for something. Kind of like what they do with Grand Theft Auto Five on Steam, where you've got the single player game is almost separate from the multiplayer. Multiplayer. I don't know why it wouldn't just be like an expansion though. Like you buy, like you just pay so much and you just get the Overwatch expansion, but to add right. on, to tack it on, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, who knows what they want to do? Like, you know, because this, I think the Overwatch team is only about eighty people, right? Right. So if they if they do a single player component, either they need to increase the size of their team, I think substantially, or they need to, um, you know, they're gonna have to outsource it. Uh, so they may take like Overwatch story content and make. Wouldn't it be awesome if they had like a Telltale game for Overwatch? Oh God! Um, There's a Telltale game for everything. Yeah, kind of, but because it's good. Because well, it's good. I'm just like, did you play Tales from the Borderlands? I started it. Um, my my only problem is everything seems to be getting a Telltale something or other. I mean, didn't we just have a freaking like Minecraft one? Yeah, I don't mind it. I'll allow it. Just um, <laughs> I have. It's I'm okay. on Mikey's side with this I, one here. I. I'm not 100% against it, but I'm just kind of like, can can we just chill with the Telltale, like no. other worldly, other world stuff? Can't we just let Telltale do its own you know thing? Because like when Telltale does its own thing, <laughs> it does it the best way possible. I mean, Walking Dead. I mean, it isn't its own. It's in its own story realm. They made the story like separate from the show, separate from the comics. And you know it's it's in their world, but it's their own thing. And I don't know. <laughs> I just <sighs> that trace is really it, getting to him today. <laughs> it would be different. It would be really different if Telltale was putting out trash or subpar stuff. You know what? Let's but let not like let's let Don't Nod do it. Then we'll have teenage angst. <laughs> uh, how about we don't? No, I mean, it'd be different if they were putting out trash, but, like, they haven't put out a bad game in how long? I mean, even, mm. I don't play Minecraft. I have zero interest in Minecraft, but I still want to play the Minecraft one simply because it's Telltale, because it seems like they're doing a, gr- a great job. I mean, was season two of The Walking Dead really that good? I would like, to, we can have that discussion, but not here, because <laughs> it's a long discussion. And I, I know what you're saying, but there, I think there's very specific reasons why I didn't feel as good as the first season. Okay. Another and conversation for him. Let me know when you guys do that. I want to be in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, if, any, anyways, but yes, most of the league Telltale has done well ever since its horrible Jurassic Park incident, and then it picked it up with Walking Dead, and from there it's been all gold and grand. <laughs> so yes. yes. <laughs> it would be nice. Sure. Uh, so, but yeah, but smile and nod. <laughs> Smile and nod. <laughs> that idea, that idea of having a Telltale Overwatch game, Let's... is closer than actually having an Overwatch <laughs> single player at this point. <laughs> That's true. So. But let's see how Telltale does with Batman, and we'll talk. Right, right. Okay, so uh, the next point, which I thought was interesting, is that he was talking about balance, right, and how people complain about Temple of Anubis. Mm-hmm. About being unbalanced, he said that's their most balanced map. Yeah, I love that map. And then, and then people will love Watchpoint Gibraltar, and that's their most unbalanced map. Mm. This is Jeff Kaplan saying this, and you know, I, I, I don't know. Like it, it, to me, Watchpoint Gibraltar doesn't feel unbalanced. Does it feel I don't, unbalanced? I think to you? most of the maps feel balanced. I don't know if Gibraltar is the most unbalanced one though i'd say well that oh uh, ia illa i can't remember what it's called illinois uh not illinois ilios 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 
Elias is one of the most unbalanced. Well, at least the first one is. The first, the first part of Ilios is the worst one. Well, no, I, the reason I don't say Ilios is unbalanced is because both teams can do the same thing to that point. Whereas right. with Watchpoint and Gibraltar, one team was attacking, one team was defending. Now, if you want to say that Watchpoint and Gibraltar is unbalanced because the attacking team has more access maybe to the... Uh, it's easier for the attacking team to push the objective than the defending team to actually defend it. Maybe I can see that, but then again, I mean, it really depends. Like you have to play your positions. Widowmakers need to play back. Uh, players that can get into, uh, characters that can get into a, a mix-up, like a like a Zarya or something like that, need to play on the point itself. Like tanks in that game, in that map, I think tanks need to be on the point on defense. Yeah, I don't know why the hell. Like I play with the wussiest tanks apparently, who just never want to <laughs> freaking go in. Like I don't get it. I I don't get it. It blows my mind every time when I see like a a freaking Lucio ahead of a tank because it, and the, I just don't know. I just don't yes. know. It hurts yeah. my head. <laughs> but uh, I think people will seem to they might think Temple of Anubis is unbalanced because of the checkpoints. Oh, not checkpoints. Sorry, the, the choke points. There's the, a lot of choke the points. Choke points. There are choke points, but well, that's another thing, right? There's ways around them. Choke points are really only a problem if there's only one way to get in. Technically speaking, they're not even choke points because you don't have to use them. Yeah, there's like... If you if you go under that bridge right in the beginning and you die, stop going under the bridge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Use one of the other methods to get around to the objective. Now, I mean, the, the, the two... There is a... Well, in that game, there is one huge checkpoint. And that's at the very beginning. Right, if you can push uh, past have, that. Yeah, and actually pushing past that is not that big of a problem. Right. I mean, they, a team could um, put all their cards in the front and risk somebody getting past them, you know, and getting on the point and getting on the point behind them. That's why most teams don't do that. Uh, but there's just several characters that are just built to get into back lines. Right. Uh, Reapers, Tracers... Um, you I know have what? great success with uh, uh, Diva on that map. But go yeah. ahead, sorry. I've seen a lot more turret play in, in the first part of that map. They'll try to front load. Like they might have two Bastions, Torbjorn, and a Symmetra, and then they have like a tank and then a healer, basically. And right. they just like front load that whole area with like a whole bunch of things that you just have to like get past really quickly or you're just going to die really quickly to it. Um, right. And, but, I mean, there's still... I've seen, I've, don't, don't get me wrong, I've seen that, but I've also broken past that, too. And then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, but it can be <laughs> difficult to coordinate that with Rand. Like, I feel like, even though, like, like, for the average player, like, to them, that's really hard to coordinate and push past in some instances. Yeah, but in some cases, you don't even really have to coordinate for that. Like, sometimes all you need is one person to break through, and now you have that attention divided. You know? Right, yeah. It's That's easy enough to do for. with certain characters. I mean, I've been able to do it even with McCree, and McCree's not exactly fast. No, but you not can kind of, exactly like, fast. you can, like, go, you can like go to the all. archway and then roll into the hall room and pray to God there's no turret there. I um. never <laughs> had to go and do that on, on that map when I played. I just I brute force my way through it usually and still be okay. Hey, well, 
I just thought that was an interesting point that he brought up. That 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 was their most balanced map. While Watchpoint Gibraltar is I most mean, unbalanced, I love Watchpoint Watch Gibraltar. It is one of my favorites. I'm more of a oh, what's the town called? Royal. I can't remember names of maps to save my life. Yeah, the one in England, in- though. England, yeah, that's my favorite map. Yeah. What King's Watch? Yeah, King's, King's Watch. Ah, yep. uh, okay. I can see that. King's Watch is fun, too. King's Watch is fucking... That, getting that last point in it could be fucking hell. It can't be. Well, getting the point can be hell, and then getting the last point is hell. Like, when you really... Like, like when you win as an offense on that, it feels so good. It feels so good. And it feels so good on defense if you can stop them at the first point. Ah, oh, it just feels good. Anyways, King's yeah. Royal. <laughs> uh, but moving on to the next point... um. And I enjoy this point. He says they won't make Bastion and Torbjorn more competitive at the expense of new players. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that was, that's good. I mean, I, I do like that's good uh, that now they have an official vision or an official vision on Bastion and Torbjorn. Because when they were doing the whole thing, well, we're going to make these changes to Torb and Bastion so we can make it harder for experienced players, but easier for new players. It was like, what? Like, that didn't make any sense. Like, there's no way you're going to do both. E- either it's going to be easier for new players to deal with so that, uh, you know, it's going to be that much easier for experienced players to deal with. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be harder for experienced players, which is going to be hell for new players. Even though, I will say this, I don't mind them making it harder for experienced players, only because new players can learn how to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? New players can learn how to deal with that. Are you sure you want to see even more Bastion and Torbjorn play the games than you already do now? <laughs> Dude, like Bastion and Torbjorn were harder to deal with before. Right, they were hard to deal with before, and we learned how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bash. Remember, Bastion had a barrier in front of him while he was shooting. Okay, and we still learned how to kill him. We like as as, you, as an experienced player, you learn how to deal with that. Could he, Bastion's could he... easier. Bastion's easier to kill than ever, and people are still complaining about him. Like it's not going to stop. I just want him not to be able to turn three hundred and sixty degrees. That's all I want. Yes, I think Bash and turn 360 <laughs> degrees is a bit of a problem, but the fact that he does he like once he he sits down, he's defenseless. I do think that getting hit in his core should be back up to 3x damage though. Cuz they got moved down to double damage as opposed to 3x. Can you headshot I, him anyway when he's in that mode? I think I don't so. Know. I've never I've never so, tried. I want to know where the head's at cuz I've literally tried to like 100% what headshot him with Widowmaker, and I, I usually that blue, that when blue he was in his transform mode as a Widowmaker, uh, back when he had the shield, I would try to angle it to like, uh, like almost towards the top in between where his shoulders would be. I always try okay. to angle it there, and I could usually two or three shot him at that point. Whether okay. or not that's just brute force or that's a headshot, those are the only things that I've really seen with it. I was talking you... about when he's in his mobile mode, not Sentry. No, when he's in Sentry. Losing Sentry. Like, can you even headshot him? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's that's where I thought his head would have been, and I always aim for there with uh, Widowmaker. I just yeah. Well, I mean, you you can kill him with full, a few fully charged shots as it is, like at right now. Oh, but know. if you are not a Widowmaker uh, and you can get behind him, which now he you know since since he transforms so fast, people do use him in more situations now. 
you know, actually, we got mowed down earlier today by Bastion, who was set up at the beginning of Route 66. Too bad for him. He got fucking destroyed the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he was he was pretty useless after that initial three uh, triple kill. Yeah, that's because you can't, you know... Wh- I mean, I understand dying to Bastion. It's a little annoying. But once you get killed by Bastion once, you know where he is. Don't yeah. go that way again. <laughs> you know, don't go that way again. You know, use a different uh, use a different way now. You know, know your character. If your character has 150 health, don't go fight Bastion. We had a guy fucking complaining about Bastion. Well, actually, I think this was last night. So I don't think you were playing with me. But he was just complaining about Bastion... And it was so annoying because, you know, he was just, I would see him just go run up to Bastion and get mowed down. Like, why are you running up to him <laughs> in his face? Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I, I, th- I, I am happy that they do have a line. Like, this is what we want to do with Bastion and Torbjorn, and we're not going to uh, make them more competitive at the expense of new players. Like, they want to make every character competitive, but making Bastion and Torbjorn more competitive is going to hurt new players, simply for the fact that Bastion and Torbjorn are extremely simple characters. One puts down a turret, one is the turret. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that so that it's harder for experienced players and easier for new players? You can't. I'm sorry, you can't. So, I, I am definitely down with that. Uh, the last point that I thought was interesting from the interview was that he says there will be rewards for weekly brawls. He didn't get into it, but you know, they want to give players a reason to play. So he definitely said that there's probably going to be like an XP boost or like, you know, like, you know, some type of XP reward for doing well or playing the weekly brawl. But I wonder if maybe, you know, they'll give you an XP boost for the rest of the week. If you play the weekly brawl or, you know, you get an XP boost. If you, if you do certain something very specific in the weekly brawl, like what is it? They'll you probably, know? honestly, it'll probably be like, Oh, you played it. Here's a, some bonus XP. Good job. Moving on. Yeah. yeah well, that'd be enough to get me to play. Cause right now I'm not playing it at all. Yeah. I'm not either. <laughs> Even though today, like this week's weekly brawl was interesting, it's the headshot one only. Oh yeah, well, only headshots count. That was kind of well. Some of them are interesting, and some of them you might want to like get into. But like for the ones that are dumb, like Hanzo versus Genji, it's kind of like I'll play it once and I'll get my bonus XP, and then I'll just move on with my life. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know, but that that the like I said, we're gonna put the entire Jeff Kaplan interview in the show notes, uh, so you can check it out on the site. Um, but I, I did think it was a good interview. It was only lasted about 20 minutes. The interview was, was, was shorter than us covering the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it was a pretty good interview. Uh, but besides that, another thing that we missed last week that we want to talk about was the, the animated short recall. But this week, actually today, another animated short called Alive came out, but we're going to start with recall. Uh, so recall I mean, essentially, it's it's about Winston. You get a little bit of background information on Winston. I thought they might go a little bit deeper. Like, you know, you learn, like, you see that it was a Harold Winston. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's how he got his name. That's the name of the scientist that took care of Winston. I thought they might get into uh, that character's death and uh, the other gorillas taking over that space station, but they never really got, they didn't get into that. It was just basically like a young Winston uh, being curious. So cute. Um, the Winston <laughs> video was really well done. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. It was adorable. It, 
and and the fact that he was going against Reaper and having kept having the the flashbacks and such, like it really made me relate to the character. And was I want to so... know more about the AI. Oh, Athena. Yeah, Athena yeah, was I cool. Sounds Athena. cool. Well, I'm just glad now that I know who the announcer is in all our matches. Like now I know it's Athena. Um. Well, they say it in the training too. Well, the new training at least. Oh, do they? That, that's I never... name. Yeah, the new training has this as her name. Like I am Athena. Blah blah blah. Oh well, so. the video that's how much did I played me... attention to in training. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the video for me did exactly what I think the video was supposed to, and right at the end, especially, it inspired hope. That's what I got oh. out of the the overall message was hope. Oh, and I thought I they that. were. It was awesome. I thought they were just trying to sell plush Winston's. <laughs> well, no, the. Because I'm, re- I'm buying one. <laughs> I'm- the recall video, I'm pretty sure, I think it's just trying to lay the groundwork for why why we're doing what we're doing, because, you know, obviously Overwatch, Overwatch the game takes place way after Overwatch was disbanded. Mm-hmm. So why is the Overwatch together again fighting? And that's because Winston did a recall. Why did Winston do a recall? Because Reaper was trying to get the um, the location of all the Overwatch agents. Why was Reaper trying to do that? I guess we'll find out. Yep. Probably to kill them. Kill them, or what if this is a bait to get them out to do illegal stuff, so then it causes a whole nother... Because if they recall over any... Well, any Overwatch activity is, like, illegal illegal. by the national whatever-the-fuck organization they're calling it. I can't remember what it's called. So, if they recall and they start doing activity, they're going to be outlaws. So, I don't well, know. In theory, exactly. aren't they already outlaws at this so point? So, what if, what if, like, Not in the next, really. ex- what if in the next expansion they bring in like a third part? God, oh fuck! I hate games that do that. Please don't do that. What? But like, they bring out people. They bring out like an anti, um, like a third party that belongs to the national organization, you know, to hunt down the Overwatch people to stop them from doing the activity and also stop. Who at Reaper and that group or whatever? Um, I mean it's a possibility from a gameplay perspective. I mean we won't in playing the game we won't really notice it, but from a lore perspective, I think it will make things interesting. Yeah, I just hate. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that's a plot we've seen before. Like you know where a good organization gets marred and go and gets marked as bad. So now another organization is made to take care of them while the real threat is still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, because I mean, it's Overwatch. And I'm trying to. What is the name of the organization that Widowmaker is a part of? It is. Uh, hold on a second. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I, if I can. Well, oh, I was like, oh. Well, it must be re- same as Reaper. Talon. That's it. Yeah, it's Talon. Talon. Well, I don't know. Is Reaper associated with Talon? I mean, because I... I think widowmaker picked him up at the very first overwatch trailer when they were fighting so i There's figured chance, they were allies yes yeah, his affiliation unknown i mean like we they we know they're both bad guys i know that reaper was black watch that's what he was and then um well they they all fought together at one point right back when overwatch was still a thing and he's a well reaper now, right? as what was his name gabriel reyes i actually I just had a conversation on twitter with somebody about that um, I'm pretty sure it's Gabriel Reyes. 
I can't uh, leave. Yes. Yes, Gabriel Reyes. That's that's what Reaper's real name is. And he was uh, part of Overwatch. Overwatch had another sector called Blackwatch, which I guess, you know, took care of Black Ops and things Black like that. Ops. Yeah, and then... And then Reaper went bad. Reaper is one of the reasons why Overwatch got shut down in the first place. So yeah, he's fighting together. Now, Widowmaker, to my knowledge, was never part of Overwatch. Widowmaker was the wife of somebody who was a part of Overwatch. Widowmaker uh, was kidnapped, and she was brainwashed, and she was trained to be an assassin. And that's Talon. Talon is that organization. So I don't know if actually, if... uh, if if Widowmaker and Reaper are working together or not. I'd be more inclined so. to say that Reaper is probably a mercenary at this point. A mercenary and somebody that works with his own um his own ideals. Well, yeah. it, I think in the recall trailer though he was with all those guys and didn't Winston say Talon when they invaded? He could have been paid that by is... them to go in and do it though. For all oh, we that's know. true, but regardless, he has. Is he some still with him? Yeah, he has. He has some affiliation with, with talent right. going on here. We don't You're know right. what he, it is, but there's something going on. You're right. He did say that uh, when uh, when the guys got there. So, but yeah, so that's all we really know. Like from the, I guess from the the up to date story perspective, uh, Reaper attacked Watchpoint Gibraltar so he can try to get the location of the Overwatch agents. It looks like that was successfully stopped. Of course, Reaper gets away at the very end of it. But uh, and I actually, I'm very curious to see how Reaper became Reaper because I'm pretty sure Soldier 76 killed him because that's an exchange they had or somebody something happened where he was supposedly died. Cause Soldier 76, uh, in one of the interactions between the two, says, "Aren't you supposed to be dead?" And Reaper's like, "It didn't take," <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> Uh, that's I'm curious to see what actually happened to Reaper, but I did enjoy that. You get to learn a little bit about Winston, and you also get a uh, you know, basically it's just getting you ready for the game. Like you mm. know, this is why Overwatch was recalled. This is why they're active, and um, you know, this is what's going on. So I did enjoy that. Now I know that. Well, one actually, one thing before we move on, there was a bit of an Easter egg toward the end when the recall started all these images of Overwatch agents start flying across the screen. Ones that we know, like Tracer and Torbjorn and stuff like that, and then others that we haven't seen. Now, obviously, there's been no confirmation whether or not these guys are going to be heroes, but there's a, there were at least 15 pictures that we have not seen before. 15 pictures of heroes, of, of potential new heroes. A lot of black ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it, it's just funny because of the conversation we had last week. You know, with you know, they heard you, know, black you needed a black representation, so they decided just to make the entire next expansion all black guys. Maybe one <laughs> and robots, girl. apparently. You know, yeah, robots and gosh, I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> some of them looked pretty generic, though, so they might be an early. Like early development, probably. But I mean, so. like define generic. Like, there's a bunch of like Soldier seventy six looks generic in his photo, you know. But he he is generic, you know. Tracer in her well, photo, she looks generic. Like, well, which these photo are just are we looking at? We're not looking at the one from last week, are we? They're character icon photos when they're like <laughs> yeah, when you like. I just oh, sent you the link. Oh my god! Ha ha ha! But. I'm sh- <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, like they, it, could, it could be anything, you know. We'll you see. Know, the, yeah, but that's it, it, like I, we'll put that into the show notes to the uh, the link that has the images for all 
uh, 15 possible new characters. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I... Right now, first of all, right now, as it is, the game already has 21 characters. There's more than enough. Like, I'm not... Even after playing Overwatch for the last few months, I'm not dying to get access to brand new characters already. I mean, I'd be curious to see what kind of, you know, what characters they bring in. I'd be a little worried about how it's going to affect the balance because when they introduce new characters to, I mean, you know... Ha- yeah. yeah, you can introduce one new character, which they're not, because we talked about it last week. I seriously doubt they're going to re- introduce one new character at a time, because then you just have everybody playing that one character. Perhaps so they'll probably release then? like two or three. I'm sorry, what is that? Perhaps skins then? No, I, I think they're going to release two or three characters at a time. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, when they do that, you already have 21 characters that need to be balanced. Now you have to make sure you have to cross-reference these new characters with those other characters and make sure that you know you don't have some unfair combination of ultras going on, right? You know? So that that's the thing about it. I, I, that's my only concern. Anytime a new character is introduced, but that's I mean, it's not that Blizzard could do about it. That's just the way it has to go. I have to trust that Blizzard is going to be able to balance these characters out as it is, which I, I do have more faith in them than I have, like, you know, some other companies, <coughs> Bungie, you know, that <laughs> to balance the game well, because when I Ryan. first got into beta, when I first got into beta, I thought the game was already balanced very well. They could have released that game in November. They could have released that game that was out in November if they wanted to, and it would have been better than anything that was out last year, in terms of, being, in terms of shooters. It would have okay. been better than anything that was out. And it would have been more balanced than any games. Especially Destiny. <laughs> you know. I want to so, know what the guy with the jaw is like. The guy with the jaw? Are you, are we, like the guy with the images, I'm like looking at them. And like there's a guy with like a metal jaw and like his head shaved. On the bottom, second like, from the left. Yeah. Oh, that guy? I wonder what. Uh, I okay. Some of these I really hope it's, they're real. It's a really, it's a really young Baron underbite. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody here watches the Venture Bros? You could have easily said two over three down. Well, I, I mean, it's a I could have, one over three down. But I like making things one difficult for you. So uh, yeah, yeah. That guy, he might be another guy from Australia. Like, that look fits. Um, the, the the other looks from the characters from Australia, like uh, Junkrat or Roadhog. That's true, but these are Overwatch agents, right? Yeah, yeah. In theory, right so, now, I mean, yes. He could have he could have just been an Overwatch agent from Australia. That's true. That's true. So, uh, but let's move on to Alive. Alive is the one that came out today, and I think it's one of Blizzard's best cinematics. I thought the choreography of Alive was incredible. Also, the story, you know, that they that they put down, where basically Widowmaker goes to kill Mandata. And we had to confirm earlier today, because I wasn't 100% sure, but Mandata is actually Zenyatta's brother. So this involves Zenyatta, Widowmaker, and Tracer, because Tracer was in the video. And the only reason I even was able to put that together was because a couple weeks ago, I heard an interaction between Tracer and Zenyatta, and I didn't catch the name that Tracer sh- said, but she said... You know, this person was really an inspiration to me. And Zenyatta replies with, like, yes, my brother, blah, blah, blah. You know, he was like, my brother was one of the best of us or something like that, he says. And, you know, when I saw this, I was like, is that Zenyatta's brother? And and when I checked it out, yeah, it is actually Zenyatta's brother. So Widowmaker goes to King's Watch, which makes, 
you know that statement she says when you're playing when you're playing Widowmaker and you're in King's Watch. She says, "Oh, King's Watch is you know one of my finest kills." Which that was one hell of a kill she had. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Know, uh, she she mentions video. it made her feel alive. Or yeah. whatever. Which is makes sense because the name of the video is actually alive. But yeah. you know, Widowmaker has some great you know, close quarters combat, which does not happen in the game, by the way. <laughs> and some amazing mobility, uh, which also doesn't happen <laughs> in the game. But right. she goes to kill Mandata and she's interrupted by Tracer. So her her and Tracer have one hell of an exchange. Like that part in the beginning where they were falling and shooting at each other, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, you know? the, 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 the combat choreography was on point for this yeah, it, it really was. And the fact that she used Tracer's uh, at the end there, when she took the shot through Tracer's... Um, actually, what is that? No, 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 no. That was... Uh, that, that Tracer's device that she wears that keeps her aligned with time. I forget what it's actually called. But she shot through it because she knew what it was going to do. You know, like, she tra- she shot through it. Tracer disappears... And that bullet goes right into Mandata's, you know, Mandata's head. A chronal accelerator. Yeah, because Tr- Tracer has to use that in order to... If she And actually, I thought maybe they would play with that a little bit. Because the, the thing is, she has to wear that other than that, she keeps slipping out of time. So I thought maybe once that was broken, uh, she would uh, she'd continue to slip out of time. But she didn't. But that's, I guess, an explanation if you didn't catch that, like why she disappeared when that was shot. Is because it's, it makes her slip out of time, and then uh, you know Mandata was dead. But you know now that interaction between Tracer and Zenyatta is a lot more clear because Tracer was a fan. You know, now this is all after you know Overwatch is disbanded, so Tracer wasn't there as an Overwatch agent. You know, Tracer was there as a fan. You know, uh, mm-hmm. looking to get get some guidance from Mandata. And for those who don't know, Mandata. Well, Zenyatta, I should say, used to be part of a group called the Shambali, I believe. Yeah, the Shambali. And they believe that Omnics have souls and that we're all connected. And, you know, they're they're trying to lead. Uh, you know, actually, they've led to peace between Omnics and humans in many places. And uh, Mandata is the leader of that. The reason why Zenyatta is no longer with him is because he thinks, Zenyatta, uh, you know, it's too... It, I don't want to say he thinks it's too Hollywood. He just thinks that the road to peace is a different path, which is why he doesn't participate in that. Which is lucky for us, because that's why Genji is so fucking zen. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> it is because Zenyatta, you know, he worked went on his own very path. With him, yep. Yeah, he went and then worked very heavily with uh, with uh, Genji after he was turned into basically a robot by Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I, I, there's really no Easter eggs in this video not that i saw uh they did add an easter egg in king's watch there's memorial of mandata there and in king's watch now uh so if you haven't caught that you might want to go take a look but i did i did really enjoy it It was just it was packed with action but you know you can have cinematics packed with action i mean blizzard does cinematics packed with action Already, but like mm-hmm. the the level of of you know choreography that went along with this, like how do you make a gunfight interesting? 
<laughs> watch this video that's how you make a gunfight interesting it was it was pretty awesome yeah like you were saying though as far as chore- choreography goes this is probably one of the best you know blizz videos i've seen for this it was really fun to watch the storyline didn't pull me in um or you know evoking the feels as much as it did for you know for uh for the winston video but for this one right here like it Especially that final shot where you see his lights just go out. Basically, I was like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "Okay, something really, something really big and pivotal happened here." I likened this incident to uh, something like the Kennedy assassination. It was. Uh, it seemed to me like it's going to be a major plot point coming forward. Right. I mean, series. when I, I felt I had some feels just because like they set it up like this is one of the great leaders who's trying to lead humans and mm-hmm. you know omnix in peace like you had that girl who was like like pretty much you could kind of infer that she was in a relationship with this with this omnic and like they all came to like listen to this guy talk and about peace and all that stuff and next thing you know all this stuff is happening on around him so that way like the peace like peace can be shattered and i don't know it was it was it was pretty hard hitting when he yeah, finally was, gets shot and, and it's died. important it's important too to note that Tracer was also it's not like she was unknown in this too cuz she's walking through the crowd that little girl spotted her out and was like mommy yeah, she mommy she knew look. that she was Tracer yeah yeah she knew who she was mm-hmm. well you know i i i mean i would love for it to lead to something like this but i'm not sure you know where blizzard's head is uh with it but it, i think it would be awesome that be, you know this you know I, <sighs> So, Widowmaker is only the way she is, not because she wants to be, but because she was turned into that. She was turned into a monster. And she killed Zenyatta's brother. So, what if Zenyatta, you know, meets, you know, has a confrontation with Widowmaker, and he, you know, him being Zenyatta, understands the problem, understands that this is not who she is, and she could be better, and then actually works with her the way that she he worked with Genji because remember Genji wasn't really a good person either he was well I shouldn't say no, he wasn't a good wasn't person he was bad just he wasn't he was bad selfish, but he was definitely self-centered. He, he, selfish self-centered and he worked with organized crime he was a, a son of a crime lord you know so I don't even think he he was the son of it but I don't think he worked with it he never liked it no it's not that he didn't like it he just didn't want to deal with it like he was a party boy Right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, he enjoyed the money and the, the things that came with it. He was bored all the time. And the reason him and Hanzo had to fight, fight it out is because, I guess, the other leaders of that clan were, they were getting pissed off about him, like, you know, how he was uh, acting in public. So they had to battle it out. Either Hanzo had to talk some sense into him or Genji had to die. And that's basically what ended up happening. Uh, but I think then, yeah, this would be a, like, it'll be a great plot line. Zenyatta trying to, you know, over, I mean, overcoming, not just say overcoming his, yeah, grief for his brother, but, you know, helping the, helping the person who actually killed his brother, that would be a pretty cool plot line, I think. Absolutely. I very, very yeah. much agree with that, because Zenyatta is, I don't know, I'm, I'm very torn between my favorite characters being, you know, either Zenyatta or McCree, but I have to err, I have to err more towards Zenyatta being my, my favorite character, and knowing flat out that he's not the kind of person that would kill in revenge, I think he he would like you were saying. I think he would definitely be trying to help her. You know, it probably wouldn't work out too well in his favor, but I think it's something that would be an amazing plot point. I very much look forward to seeing that down the line. Absolutely, I just hope they keep 
you know, pumping out these Overwatch shorts, like, you know, even while the game is out. Mm-hmm. You know, once every few months, give us an Overwatch short. I mean, Team Fortress, they, you know, they each of their shorts focused on getting to know a specific character. But this, I mean, like, as it is right now, like, you know, Overwatch has a plot behind it. And a, and a pretty serious plot. It's not like Team Fortress. Team Fortress' plot, plot is dumb. You know what I'm saying? It's dumb. It's comedic. <laughs> it's the red company versus the blue company. <laughs> like, that that's the, that right, is right. the plot oh, of Team Fortress. Well, I mean, you can just hear, like, listen to how we talk about the lore already, and there's not even a single-player campaign. Yes. Like... If anything, they should realize they fucking have something here. Fucking oh, run with it. Overwatch like, will succeed where here. Titanfall failed when it came to having a storyline well, in a shooter with no PvE content, I think. Well, Titanfall probably failed because it launched on Xbox One exclusively. <laughs> That's part of the reason, yeah. Let's, 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 because, yeah. That, I'm... We're not, I'm not going to talk about Titanfall. <laughs> um, I think I think Titanfall could have done a whole hell of a lot better. If Absolutely. It wasn't but let's talk about a game that does have a story. Let's talk about fucking uh, exactly the Division. <laughs> let's talk about the fucking Division. This the the lore of Overwatch that we know so far. The game hasn't come out yet. It's better than the entire story of the Division. <laughs> Fact. 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 I'm just not gonna. Tom Clancy is rolling anymore. in his grave. <laughs> Tom Clancy is rolling in his grave, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I <laughs> but, uh, can't argue this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be devil's advocate and find something here, but I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna stop mentioning other games. This does not end very well for us each time I do this. <laughs> no. But uh, so. Yeah, I bet Alive, I, I really, really enjoyed. And, I mean, you knew Widowmaker was cold, but how cold she was. And on top of my, I do appreciate that Widowmaker, uh, you know, shows how much skill she has as an assassin. How mm. she was going, she was going to snipe him while hanging from a thread, pretty much. Like, that's how she, that's how dope she is. She was going to, she was going to snipe him while hanging upside down from a thread. Like, right. come on. I mean, yeah, that's one of her, like, heroic, uh, intros to when I think isn't that like one of her like like uh play of the game intros like she like comes know. down hanging upside down I, I have wanna to th- take a look I'm not sure I want to say it is but I'm not 100% sure but it also uh, showed actually that one thing I, I, I did miss it showed how her goggles work like you know she doesn't mm-hmm. just put those shits on so she can see like so she can see infrared she puts it on so she can see different viewpoints of where she is, like she can see her target, and then she can see everything around her too. Right. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, so very cool. Like but... a certain arachnid. Everybody yeah, got that like right. A spider. Yeah. <laughs> I can just I can just hear the look on Mikey's face right now when I said that. Can we mute him? Is it is it yeah. possible? <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, so there's the, the one last thing we want to talk about. Um, actually, sorry, it's not the last thing we want to talk about. But in terms of content, it's the last thing we're gonna talk about. Um, there's gonna be more coming in terms of story content for Overwatch. Uh, we've already seen animated shorts. Those are there, we've seen two of them. I think there's two more coming. I've seen work 
for um, one featuring Soldier 76 and one's featuring Genji and Hanzo together fighting. I think we're going to have four shorts at least. Possibly a fifth one and like another one with Tracer. You know, I think I think we're going to see another one with Tracer. Maybe, so five possibly. But we're definitely looking at uh, at least two more. Unless they're going to toss those, you know... But I, I like there's a video that shows people working on that stuff. So we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see, we're gonna see more animated shorts. On top well, of that, there's gonna be. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So you finish what you're finish your statement. I was gonna say there's gonna be digital shorts too, comic shorts. But you were gonna say something about the animated shorts. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, do you think it's gonna be Genji and Hanzo before or after the incident? I think it's gonna. Be I think both. it's it is. I think it's them during the incident. Like, what happens? Good. We might get to see Mercy then. Yeah, so uh, I, but, I'm biased. I just want to see Mercy. You just want to see Mercy. <laughs> I want to see Mercy raise someone from the dead. I want to like her come to Jesus moment, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like or whatever. All right, so uh, there's gonna be digital comic shorts. Uh, there's gonna be six issues, I believe, and the first one is gonna focus on Roadhog and Junkrat. Uh, and then right. there's also going to be one that focuses on Reinhardt, which I think that one might be pretty interesting. Reinhardt would be cool. I don't give a shit about Junkrat. I want him to I die can in get, a fire. I, I can probably <laughs> guarantee you the Junkrat one, the Junkrat and Roadhog one is probably going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah. I can't see anything it's, super serious coming out of what they're doing, so I'm I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it's probably the Junkrat and Roadhog one is probably going to be fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, there's also uh, gonna be one about McCree, and the picture I see is McCree on a train shooting people while the train's moving. So that are that's already gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one thing I didn't notice about McCree until I saw this comic strip, though, is that his belt says Bamf. I didn't notice yes, that, and does. then I noticed it in game. Really? Wow. It's like a it's like a thing. Like it's it's a big like you've it's never a, noticed that? I've never noticed that. I've never oh my gosh. belt buckle. I don't know why I noticed it in this comic, but didn't notice it there. Huh. Uh so the, uh, lastly there will be a an actual full graphic novel called First Strike and it's going to take place during the Omnic Crisis. I think early maybe early in the Omnic Crisis, I can't tell. From what I can see, both Soldier 76 and uh, Reaper, before he became Reaper, it looks like uh, him as Reyes, as Gabriel Reyes. They're both in this comic. And that's going to be later this year. So that's probably going to give us a ton of information on, uh, uh, on you know, both of those characters and the Omnic Crisis in general. Uh, right. I wonder... I wonder if like well actually she's not listed here but I wonder if like uh, Zarya is going to be in it cuz she has a she has a major hatred for the Omnic because her village was on the front lines mm-hmm. uh in in a lot of those battles. Uh so but it says that you know you'll see people like Soldier 76, Torbjorn, Reaper and Reinhardt years before the events of the game. So I wonder how many years like how much younger is Reinhardt going to be cuz he's fucking old man. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if Torbjorn's going to have an arm or not around that time. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, there's more, way more Overwatch story content coming, and they could just keep pumping that shit out, man. Like that, that. that I mean, obviously you don't want to con, they don't want to do it constantly, but uh, you know, several times a year have some Overwatch stuff coming out. I'm definitely into it. You know, I would yeah. definitely, definitely be into it. Yeah, absolutely. 
they have a re- a really deep rich world that is dying to be explored and since there's no single player campaign lord knows they've got lots of content that they can just make material out of yep they could do that and make some money doing it i don't mind <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make a lot of goddamn Blizzard just makes money. Anything <laughs> they make just like shit some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much money. Yeah, well, they're Blizzard. They get to do that. <laughs> so it's if you're Blizzard, uh, it's just what you do. But, before me, <laughs> it's just how. How do they do it over and over and over? <laughs> because they actually care about their content. They actually care. <sighs> Activision about their just content. keeps their head out of their fucking door. Is what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, before we cut out of here, we do. There were two sets of patch notes. One on the twenty fifth and one on the thirtieth. Very short. We just want to get those out the way so we're not talking about next week. I'm pretty sure we're going to have another more patch notes to talk about. Like I said, I'm pretty sure on Tuesday we're going to have patch notes. So, um, Bond, this is this is your time to shine. All Let's right, go here we go, guys. All right, so we got some general, general changes for the March 25th patch notes. First one is that the AFK timer now will only start after a player has selected a hero. Uh, there's also an issue that was fixed when using the uh, when using the enter key in a custom game lobby, which would uh, then open up custom game settings. Now that AFK timer, thank you for fixing that shit. Cause I got kicked out of a game with Mike because I had like you know I had my um cause I had doing multiple browsers, uh, not multiple browsers, multiple monitors, and I was like you know doing that 30 seconds or actually it's like closer, it's like you know like 40 seconds uh, when you're on attack, I tab out and. You know, I I go to a di- and I start looking in a different browser. Like I was browsing the internet trying to do something, and I got kicked out the game because I wasn't moving. Thank you for fixing that. But go ahead, Bond. <laughs> on the maps, it looks like there was an issue that was fixed for uh, payload collision on Route 66. Uh, Heroes, we have some. Uh, we have a couple fixes there. One of which was a uh, issue was fixed that prevented Diva from being able to launch her mech while activating self destruct. Fixed an issue with some skins that caused elements to be missing during Widowmaker's Infrasight. And looks like for spectating, we have player levels should now appear in spectator mode. Yeah. Now, actually, there was one with sound, too, that Zenyatta's Orb of Harmony now plays the active healing sound effect. I've always had a healing sound effect when I put the Orb of Harmony on somebody. Like, when I put it on it and they needed to be healed, it would make this, like, airy type of noise. And when the airy noise turned off, that's when I knew I could take it off of them and give it to somebody else. It made it so I didn't have to watch their health bar. So I don't know if they're talking about this. Sorry about that. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, another one of the sound fixes that went through is that voice chat is no longer off by default. Uh, end of round com- commendation should now play the proper sounds and voiceover whenever a player receives five or more votes. And the voice chat no longer being off by default, I didn't really uh, know that that was a thing. Me either. Me either. So I wait. Okay. Voice uh, chat great. was off by default. Really? I don't remember that. I it always Weird. worked for me. Yeah. So oh well. Alright, but uh, yeah. So let's move on to the thirtieth. Go ahead, Bond. So March thirtieth patch notes. First one we got is general uh, matchmaking one. Several behind-the-scenes improvements have been made to the in-game matchmaker. 
And in the general section, we have uh, should now save and carry over between sessions for for reals this time. It says in parentheses. <laughs> for reals this time. <laughs> for reals this time. Uh, fix several crashes that occur when viewing highlights. And there were uh, looked like a couple of uh, hero changes. One of which is Reinhardt's charge should now pin enemy targets more reliably. Zarya will no longer gain power if projected barrier is cast on an ally that is also shielded by Lucio's sound barrier. So, uh, the final one on that before we switch it over here to Jarrett is fix an exploit that allowed players to become invulnerable if Zarya cast a projected barrier on them and immediately switched heroes. So, I know you guys want to talk about this uh, because this was a pretty hot topic, so let's go for it. Well, that exploit was fine. Um, Yeah, they needed to patch that out. But Desaria will no longer gain power if projected barriers cast on an ally that is also shielded by Lucio Sandaria. I don't That's understand dumb. the purpose of that. What like does that why? have to do? Yeah, like, first of all, the barrier only lasts for two seconds. Second right. of all, what does it have to do with Zarya? If somebody's shooting at that player, why can't Zarya gain power, power from that? Right. Like, why you does know? it matter that, it, you're, that you're protecting, technically, I guess, Lucio shielding? Even though Lucio's shielding is ticking down time away anyway. Yes, exactly. That doesn't make... That doesn't... I don't... I don't understand why they picked that out of all the things they could address. That that's what needed to be tweaked. Sounds like somebody was just salty. Like, I don't (laughs) get it. I I really don't get why they would do that. Did the president of Blizzard get owned by that or something? And he was like, no, we're, we're fixing that shit. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I don't get that. That's a weird-ass change. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why, uh, why that is the case. I think it's, 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 it's unnecessary. And it's, why, why nerf her like that? That just means that if Lucio casts that attack... Now she now she can't gain power from it. Like why? Like there's no there's no that is a nerf in my opinion to her abilities. But it's how a very important specific, is that gonna be though? It's a really specific case. Um but it's a minor nerf. It's it's, it's, it's minor, like a but super, it's a super minor nerf. It's definitely it's not a game changing. It's it's a nerf nonetheless. It's not a game changer, but it's totally it's an annoyance. It is an annoyance, you know. Like I, like you know, because I, in the heat of the moment, I may forget that that is the case, right? Right. Uh, that, and that, then that you'll waste forget. the shielding for no reason. Exactly, I'll waste it, and then you know, it's. I, I'm like, why am I not getting my power? You know, so it's just, it's just a pain in the ass. That's all. But I, I, it's not, it's not, it's not game breaking or anything like that. Uh. It's just, I was going to uh, say, how often do you end up running into this where you're having, you know, a Lucio shield well, at the I mean, same time? I mean, it's possible. I mean, for clutch points, uh, for, for clutch kind of moments, I understand. You know, if you're if you're making that final push or you're doing something like that, I could understand that. But could you go into the fight already having a decent amount of power or, you know, is it you gain it and lose it at the same time with Zarya? No, no, no. Like, once you have it, like, it goes down, like, slowly not every second. Like, it's like 0.5 seconds, like, I think. Maybe a little bit more than that. It's like it's like a little bit under a second, not a little bit, but like under a second, you start you, you lose one point. Like I think it's every point five seconds. Yeah, like you don't get to keep the power that you gain. Like it deteriorates over time. 
Um, the only thing is, like, in Ilios, like, everyone... Right now, there's a lot of Lucio in there. So, like... If if you if you choose to play Zarya, the chance of you know Lucio ult is probably going to go down in the middle of a really big fight. And typically, Lucio doesn't throw his ult down unless like there's a lot of fighting happening. So Zarya could then typically be like, "Oh hey, take this orb. I'm going to get power off of all this fighting anyway." Mm-hmm. You know, so it it's a minor annoyance. It's 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 just. I yeah. we don't the, the problem is I don't know why it's there. Yes, like, that really, is a problem. Like like that's just, just like why like <laughs> what's your reason? Like, what's why your is this reason? happening? I want to know the reasoning behind why you decided to put effort and time into doing that instead of other things. Right. You know. Yeah. So. But uh, it's, I'm not gonna lose too much sleep over. It. I just kind of want to know why. But either way, it's fine. Um, two things before we cut out of here. All right. One, I did just confirm that Blizzard will be releasing three more animated shorts. Woohoo! Nice. Three more animated shorts for nice. uh, for sure before launch. Before uh, launch. Actually, I'm Holy sorry. Sh- wait, 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 wait. Two more. Two more. Okay. Two more. Sorry. Two more animated shorts before launch, and all six digital comics looks like they will be launched before the game uh, comes out. So before okay. March, uh, sorry, March, May 24th. Can can we just get a movie now? Can Blizzard, Blizzard make a movie? Just make a movie, please. <laughs> so, so I'm calling it here, one for Soldier 76, one for Hanzo and Genji. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's going to come out. That's my prediction. So there's that. Also, uh, the looks like the girl. I just saw another picture. It looks like the girl and the Omnic from this that alive yeah. video mm-hmm. are yeah. the same girl and Omnic from the We Are Overwatch trailer. You guys, yeah, the, the I saw part. that. I saw that tweet from yeah. Overwatch GG. Yeah, so it looks like they're the same. Uh, they're the same person. Yeah, sad Good day. Good find, Overwatch GG. But it does look like, yeah, they will be they will be uh, doing the th- two more shorts. So, good for that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, always down for more Blizzard video content, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's going to wrap us up here on episode 5.5 of Watchpoint Radio. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, there's several ways to keep up with us. Um, We'll get into that a little bit, but let's talk about our other shows first. I'll mash those buttons. Uh, we have several other podcasts. This is Overwatch or Watchpoint Radio, uh, where we talk about uh, Overwatch. Uh, we also have WoW Talk, which is our World of Warcraft podcast, which is every other week. If you're not hearing Watchpoint Radio, you are hearing WoW Talk. Uh, we have In Orbit, which is our Destiny podcast, which is uh, usually the same Monday as Watchpoint Radio. Uh, obviously, we're on an odd week this week, so next week, uh, if you if you listen to Watchpoint Radio on Monday, we would have released In Orbit. So uh, you can check that out if you're also in the Destiny. Uh, Double Tap is our fighting game podcast, was so dedicated to the FGC more so, not just one specific uh, specific fighting game, but the fighting game community itself. And that podcast is now going to be bi-weekly as opposed to monthly, so you get more double tap. So all of our podcasts at this point are bi-weekly with the exception of Episodic, 
which only comes out during an episodic game, so that's right. why that one can't be bi-weekly, at least not for now. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio for Android and iOS, uh, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. We have an RSS feed if you just want to use that, too. Uh, we are on Twitter.com slash MTV site. Facebook.com slash mash those buttons and YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, Mikey, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at key underscore cloud. It's spelled K E Y underscore C L O W. Yeah, and I am uh, underscore jaw underscore. So it's underscore J A A underscore on Twitter. Bond does not have a Twitter because nope. he's a loser. Uh, <laughs> Uh, feel free to contact us. Like we definitely want to hear from you if you have any any questions or comments. Uh, you know, from listening to the podcast. You know, we love to hear your opinions, even if you think we're wrong. A uh, shout out to the initiative OW on Twitter for hitting us up on Twitter last week. Um, well, you know, they heard our conversation about not ha- Overwatch not having a black character, and they're saying, "Well, Reaper's black." If you look at the legendary skin. And Reaper is, um, he does, he has darker skin, but he is, his name is Gabriel Ramirez. I brought that up. And so he's actually, you know, some type of Hispanic or Latino. Um, but yeah, shout out to those guys for hitting us up. And, uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out at all, I mean, you really don't have to spend any money. We don't have a Patreon up or anything like that. If you just want to help us out, just share the show. Uh, you know, if you think somebody might like the show, introduce them to it. And uh, that, that's it. Pretty much, pretty much is it. Just share the show, and we'd appreciate that. That's a huge help for us right now. Uh, so, like I said before, thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next week on episode six. I know I said it last week that this was going to be episode six, and I changed it. But next week will really be episode six. I swear to God. So we will catch you guys next week and we will be back on our bi-weekly schedule at that point. See ya. See you later. Sayonara. <laughs>